0: you're listening to me and my more successful friends, a podcast. I'm your host, Lori Marie. On this episode, episode 22, we have my friend Joe Golmy on the pod. I thought I would change things up and do something a little more personal um, and talk about sobriety. So Joe is a friend I met last summer um, through other sober friends. It was kind of serendipitous how we met, Uh, and then he ended up becoming a client of my boyfriend who owns a tattoo shop and i thought why don't i do something different and exciting and i took the pot on the road (laughs) i didn't take it on the road i just went to the tattoo shop and was like who wants to talk to me um no i ambushed joe while he was getting a massive back piece and just said hey you want to talk about sobriety while you're in immense pain and he was like cool yeah and so um here we are i uh really enjoyed the episode and i hope that if you're interested in sobriety or you just like hearing about people overcoming trials and tribulations uh then you'll like this episode and um yeah i'll let the rest speak for itself enjoy
1: My name is Joe Golmi, i um, from Long Island, New York. I currently live in Santa Monica. I work at a treatment center for alcoholics and drug addicts. I have one and a half years of sobriety and fuck what else? That's
0: Thanks for joining me today, yeah. on me and my more successful friends. Um, if anyone wants to know the way I got him to let me do a podcast while he was tattooing, was that I ambushed him on Facetime and I didn't let him say no. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Plus, she's the master tattooer. He's- girlfriends so yeah I felt like I really couldn't say no
0: (laughs) if you would have said no I would not have been offended I would have just showed up here and like done the podcast around you and then somehow I would have incorporated (laughs) you I would have been like hey Taylor while he's tattooing you how do you feel right (laughs) now you know I'm trying to practice like being a newscaster um but I uh so I want to I want to talk a little bit about how we met so people can get some context. Um, So normally on the podcast, I usually go, I, I invite someone on who's like wildly successful. Um, so we're just gonna pretend, like for all intents and purposes, that you like own a rehab okay. and you're like <laughs> a billionaire. Oh okay,
1: perfect. No, I'm just perfect, We don't perfect. have to
0: lie. Um, but no, I think it's really dope, like what you do, like how you, ha- you know, you're you're in you're in it. You're in the program. You're doing it, and you're helping other people. And I really liked that about you, and like. I don't know you that well. I met you like one time, and then now we're here, like in a tattoo shop doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well there is like puppies running around, and some guys getting a neck jammer. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a neck tattoo, guys. In case you are wondering. Um, but yeah, I definitely think like we. It's really serendipitous that we met and now we're here because it was June nineteenth, which was my like sober anniversary of getting three years, and tomorrow is January nineteenth. Am I right? Yeah. No. Or is tomorrow today? The, Isn't today the 18th?
1: No, today is the
0: What's the date today?
1: Today is the 19th. Is it? I think to, okay, today if to
0: might <laughs> even be the 20th. <laughs> no, the 20th, the 20th is tomorrow. Yeah, cuz tomorrow's the 20th and the 21st. Today's is the Friday. 19th. Wow. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah. today and from 6 months from today I'll have 4 years, but like that's pretty cool. It was like literally yeah. 6 months. Yeah. Holy to shit. The date. There's got to be some weird, like, mm-hmm. cool, like, sober meaning in there. But, uh, but, yeah, so you came to my house. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing a goth club movie night. I'm in a cult. Um which just means it's a cooler way of just saying I I get a group of people to come over and watch movies and we all wear black and then I just talk shit the whole time. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I don't even think you guys stayed for the movie, did you?
1: No, I think we had to leave early because it was me and Ted who's my roommate um, who I met in Sober Living.
0: Okay, Ted is our mutual friend and also business partner of my boyfriend.
1: And we came with... A third person, another Joey.
0: Another, I always get you two confused now too. Whenever anyone's like, Joey's coming down. And I'm like, which one? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So we came with the other Joey and it was me, Joey and Ted. And Joey had to leave. I don't know what he had to do, but he had to go. So we were only there for like an hour, or an hour and a half. That's before right. we even yeah. got the movie started, and we were just kind of hanging out and drinking soda and smoking cigarettes, but
0: yeah, you came for the hot dogs, Yes, and right. You didn't stay for the movie. Yeah, we event. just came and
1: ate your food and left. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: which is fine. Like, it made me feel special because I like set up like this big event in our yard, and then like three people showed up, and then yeah. all of a sudden, all of you guys rolled deep. And if people like that aren't sober, don't know anything about the sober community, it's like. If you tell one person, they all will come because yeah. everyone wants free food. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
1: no, it was cool, though. It was fun. It was a cool little setup that you guys had over there. And I've never yeah. really been to that part of L.A. Oh, because yeah. I'm not an L.A. native. I'm from New York originally. Right. So it was cool to see, like, that area of Los Angeles. Of homelessness. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but for real, it was cool because, because I never really, you know, I have, like, my routine and... It's, like, I don't really get to, I don't really have any, like, reason to ever go over to, like, Silver Lake or anything, or, like, Echo Park. We got dope candles in Silver Lake. Yeah, so I never get to see, like, anything. (laughs) I never am over there, so it was cool to, like, see that area. Cool,
0: yeah. Well, you'll have to come over again, and we can show you all the candle spots okay yeah sober people are really into candles yeah I'll or at definitely least check just i i don't know i thought that was like a sober thing like it's like a sober
1: you, thing. you just get like addicted to candles you just get you get addicted sober. to like buying candles yeah. and like
0: you feel like holy and crystals yeah like candles every, and crystals yeah like put crystals in your pocket because like <laughs> it keeps you like closer to god or whatever yeah. no i'm just kidding i don't want to make fun of anyone that actually does that uh because <laughs> i'm trying to be better in my sobriety and like less judgmental but um all right cool so So you grew up in New York, you said? Right. And um, is anyone in your family sober?
1: No, no one in my family is sober. My whole immediate family is just, they're all normies, as we say. Um, None of them have any issues with addiction. Um, My aunt uh, is, some of my family members could definitely... Benefit from getting sober, I believe. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, none of them are.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Which is okay, you know. I still love them.
0: What was like one of the moments in your life before sobriety where you maybe like did you did you ever come have like a come to Jesus moment as I like to call it before you ever got sober where you were like man I really need to get some help or I need to like stop drinking for 30 days or stop shooting cocaine or was there ever like a moment before um you found the like a program or or rehab where you wanted to stop but you just couldn't
1: that's actually like the crazy thing um about like the way that I like use and get high is kind of like I I never really even like That thought, I, like, never even let it cross my mind because I just always knew that I just couldn't do it. I just always, like, told myself that I couldn't do it. So I just never even let that thought cross my mind because, like, getting sober or not having any substances was always just, like, the scariest thought to me. Like, the the scariest thing in the world to me was just not being able to, like get high or get drunk or, or like, having to be sober was just, like, the, my biggest fear in the world when I was, from the time I'm, like, 14 years old.
0: Wow. So, was that the first time you ever had a drink or a drug?
1: Yeah. Uh, 14, I started smoking weed and, uh, drinking, and, like, I started drinking first, and, um, the very first time I ever got drunk, I, like, threw up in my sleep and, it was, like, I blacked out and threw up in my sleep, and it was, like, a nightmare. Wow. And it's, like, I could have died that night, you know?
0: Yeah, that's fucking wild. And
1: I didn't drink or do anything after that. I, I think I was a little younger than 14, actually. That was the first, very first time I drank. I was probably, like, 13. But I didn't do anything for, like, a year after that. And then, you know, we started, like, drinking at the golf courses and stuff, like, late at night um, in, like, eighth grade. And, uh... It was kind of just like whatever. Um, I would get like super drunk when we did that. I ne- I've never had like a normal relationship with drugs or alcohol in my entire life. I was always like the drunkest at the party, the, you know, the most fucked up. And, but when I started smoking weed is really when everything changed. The f- after the very first time I got high, it was like a light switch went off. And I just could not stop. Like After the very first time, it, was, it became an everyday thing right away.
0: Why do you think like some people say that are like us sobriety, um like for me i I feel like the the first time I ever had a drink it it was th- that similar feeling where i I almost like got all my confidence from alcohol. It was like I was the shyest person in the room, and I w- couldn't even look you in the eye, and then the minute I had like a sip of alcohol it was as if I became like a superhero. Like I was, I took on a completely different (laughs) personality. I could do anything. I was your best friend. I was the like smartest person. I was the funniest. Like it it sounds so cliche, but I remember like that first taste of alcohol when all my fears and everything I worried about, like drifted away in that moment. And I just couldn't get enough of chasing that feeling of like, wow, I want to feel like this all the time. I just want to be fearless and, like, not give a fuck and not care what people think. Like, for me, that was, like, kind of what drove me to to do, you know, drugs or drink or anything like that. Like, was it, like, a voice you were trying to turn off or was it just an escape because you were, you were shy? Like, what was the catalyst, do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, we as alcoholics and addicts are just... Uh, a sick people and I think there's a very common misconception um, amongst the general public that like alcohol and drugs are the problem and that's not true uh, alcohol and drugs aren't the problem like we the people the alcoholics and the addicts are what is the problem not the alcohol and the drugs themselves right. the alcohol and the drugs themselves are actually the solution to the problem and the problem is what's happening on the inside of us as humans, as, as alcoholics and as drug addicts. And we go to alcohol and drugs as a solution to those problems, and they work extremely efficiently and very, very well. And that's why I become so addicted to them so fast, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I have moments now where... I don't know if this happens to you because you're uh, one and a half years. It happened to me a lot when I first got sober, but now I'm, you know, I'm six months, well, a little less than six months away from four years. And, um, I keep waking up in the middle of the night thinking I had like a sip of beer and It's the same dream. I'm always in a different place, but it's the same dream and the same people are around. And it's always, I had a sip of beer and I'm feeling all this shame. And Taylor, who's tattooing you right now for the people who are listening and aren't sure what's going on, but we're in a tattoo shop and um, Joey's getting a huge back tat. By the way, I'm double backing because I had some technical difficulties earlier. So I'm just going to reminisce on our 20 minute conversation we had, (laughs) but um, I always have the same dream where Taylor is, like, around the corner, and I'm, like, hiding from him, like, having a sip of beer, and it's almost, like, magic, like, the beer ends up in my hand, like, I didn't go to buy it, someone didn't give it to me, I just, like, in the dream, I magically just come upon it, kind of like Alice in Wonderland when she's, you know, in go, goes through the looking glass and finds the mushrooms and everything, like, and it wasn't a choice, right, but... It's the same fucking dream, and I don't know, like, if that happens to you whenever you're about to have an anniversary. I like to call yeah, it, but I'll have
1: I'll have dreams, all the time of like using dreams of uh, like trying to shoot up and and stuff, and but in my dreams, it's always like I'll be like trying to like hit a vein, and I can like never properly like do it. I can never like properly like do anything right it's always, like, such a very, like, weird, like, thing. Like, uh, something's always, like, going wrong. Like, I'll always, like, have the drugs and then, like, lose them. Like, that's, like, a common thing. Like, I'll lose the drugs or, or like, uh, something's, like, always just, like, going wrong. And it's, like, a very, like, repetitive, like, theme. Yeah. Like, I could never actually, like, get high in the dream.
0: That's crazy. I wonder, like if we could dissect some of our dreams and see what like the deeper meaning. I always have, I have like this fascination now with like the deeper meaning of dreams and, and the things that are in our subconscious. Cause I, I know that like, obviously there's a school of thought where people think that like your dreams are telling you like your future or your past or like bringing up something that's like deep inside you that maybe you're pushing down. But at the same time I do find like the, what we dream about and how bizarre it is. And like, these thoughts of that make no sense but to us when when we're saying them out loud like your dream of like not being able to hit the vein like to me that translates to the fact that you're you're maybe at peace now with the fact that you're not going to do that anymore and for me like my dream of like feeling all the shame and trying to hide it from taylor and my dream is more about Feeling shame that, like, I, I I even have the thought of like, what would it be like to have alcohol again? Right,
1: right. But it's
0: just like so crazy to me because uh, sobriety has always been this thing before I ever got sober that I was I was super afraid of. Like, it wasn't it it wasn't like I knew enough about AA to know that it actually helps people. I only knew what I saw on TV, like, oh, you end up in AA because you um, get a DUI or or you get, you know, your terrible person, your whole family, like has an intervention. Like I was very naive to the fact of like the program and the community and all the the different ways you can stay sober and and uh, you know it all just goes back to the book. But I'm going off on a tangent now, and I forget why I started to tell you <laughs> about that thought in my brain. But I guess my point being is that uh, Taylor is giving you a break. So now we can have a normal conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, with sobriety, it's just, it's, it's just this weird, I could wake up some days and I'm like, wow, it's so crazy that I don't think about drinking. Like my, I would go to work And I would be looking at the clock and I'm like, when is it going to be five o'clock so I can go hit the bar? Like, I was a fucking bar fly, you know? Yeah,
1: like, literally my, like, every single thing that I did was, like, revolved around using, like, getting drugs, getting money to get drugs, getting in contact with the dealer. Like, every single move I made was involved, like, getting high or getting drunk. And so just just like you said, just like waking up, the fact that I like wake up and it's like my first thought is like, like I have two cats. Like my first thought is like, I have to feed the cats. And then like my second thought is like, all right, I have to feed myself. And then, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I have to brush my teeth, and like go to the bathroom. It's like, I don't It just doesn't even cross my mind now. It's just not something that I think about. And I think yeah. that's like another misconception like that people don't understand is like, they think that they have to, like we as like recovering alcoholics and addicts that we have to, they have to like almost shelter us or something. You know, like yeah. when I go home to like visit family, they're like, my mom's like, are you comfortable if if we if uh, we like drink? You know what yeah. I mean? If totally. We, yeah. If we like, it, like I went home for Christmas and my and my mom's like, is it okay if if we have like drinks? during dinner and stuff like that and i'm like yeah like it doesn't bother me at all like i do not care you know
0: i remember the the third day <laughs> i ever was sober uh, it was after i had like gone to a meeting and i decided like okay i think this is my what i'm gonna do now i went to a party and uh the party that i went to was with a bunch of people that i had previously like Got like gotten hammered with. I, I don't want to like unleash too much about that night because it was like kind of crazy and there was a lot of blacking out. And then I ended up actually on a plane to New York because I had a I had I was starting a brand new job. But um, basically, I remember meeting this guy at the party who was like, oh you're sober. Like I have this friend and every time he comes over, like we hide all of our alcohol cause we're super afraid that he's going to drink it. And he was like, is that, is that bad of me? Like, is it rude that I do that? And I was, I literally had 72 hours like clean and clear of like nothing in my system. And I, I thought to myself, like, I have no idea how to answer this guy's question. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, all I knew to say to him was like, well, if he doesn't ask you to do that, like I think maybe it might bum him out to know that you do, but you know, like maybe just ask, like, "Hey, man, you know, are you cool?" But it is funny to me still, at you know, three and a half years when people are like, "Oh, are you cool?" If, like, you know, I have a joint, or and it's not even like they're wanting to like get messed up in front of me or anything like that. They're just like you know, relaxing because as you 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 mentioned that term earlier, "normie." Like for people who aren't familiar with um like sober terms normie is someone who can have alcohol or uh we'll just stick to alcohol we'll just we'll take we'll not bring drugs into it and not go off the deep end and ruin their entire lives (laughs) (laughs) unlike me and joey here but i i don't know like what so for you you mentioned earlier and um i was having some technical difficulties so sorry if i make you repeat yourself but we'll, we'll cut this out in post uh you mentioned earlier that for you it's kind of zero to sixty, and you were more of like us, like the substances versus like alcohol. Is that is that right? Like I heard you. Um.
1: Correct. Yeah. I mean, I was everything—substances and alcohol. It, it didn't really matter. But I guess if you like broke down the entire history of my using career, quote unquote, it would be more so substances than alcohol. Yeah.
0: And. Obviously, it didn't start out that way, right? Like you were saying no, earlier, it that it started with alcohol. With alcohol, yeah. And what was the first, like, what was the first thing you ever drank? Like, what was the alcohol? <laughs>
1: uh, I believe it was tequila in a water bottle. Wow. It was either tequila or vodka, but I'm pretty sure it was tequila.
0: Hardcore, and this was like at a party, or it like- was
1: at my best friend's house. It was me. It was during the All-Star Game, the MLB All-Star Game. I was in seventh grade. Wow. Okay. And uh, I was me and, like, just, like, my group of, like, f- six friends. And we were just hanging out, and we just, like, decided to drink. And we just took from his parents' liquor cabinet. And we just put it in water bottles. And that was it. It was just, yeah.
0: And then you threw up. In the middle of the night, all over yeah, yourself. Yeah, like
1: in my sleep. Yeah.
0: That's wild. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I I got drunk. I went home, and my parents didn't really notice because I had three beers, but I was like four eight, four foot eight at this time. <laughs> I'm not much taller now. I'm four eleven and three quarters. We'll say five foot on a good day. And uh, I remember like walking to my bedroom. Our house was two story, and walking to my bedroom and like the hallway was like you know an american gladiator when they're doing like the the chorus and like there's all the moving like uh, right,
1: right 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 like i can't yeah. think of what
0: they're called but you know what I mean yeah, Like where yeah. everything's moving you have yeah. to like jump from like po- pole to pole and like it felt like my hallway was like that like like i was on some like teeter-totter and i remember going to my my twin bed and uh, we were bougie. I had my own bedroom. And I and closing the door, and I, I never closed the door. It was, like, not something that I started doing until, like, I was, like, 15 or 16. I just was never right. home. But I remember closing the door, and that's what cued my parents up that something was up, you know? That I closed my fucking bedroom door. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is weird because I was 13. But I laid on the bed, and I'll never forget, like, that was the first time I ever had the spins. And I didn't know what to call it. And my sister... Who was 16 came in and she was like what the fuck are you doing and i was like i feel like i'm on a pirate ship right now
1: <laughs> yeah the- and she
0: was like did you drink you smell like like fucking coors light and i, I didn't know that coors light could have a smell <laughs> off of a human body but i guess for being like 78 pounds you know um, so I remember I didn't end up throwing up. I was pretty proud of myself, but every, every time I drank after that definitely became a puke and rally situation. Yeah. <laughs> like I, Taylor and I have a running joke because every story I tell is like, and then I threw up in the bar. Yeah. So everywhere we go, he's like, did you throw up in that bar? What about that mm. one? How about this one over here? And I'm like, probably. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was when it was still fun, right? Like it wasn't, there was no like shame yet. There right, was, there was, right. there was no like. Like, things were still fun. Like, I wasn't miserable yet. So, like, when, like, for you, like, did you have, like, a similar experience where everything became fun? And then, like, what was the moment that it stopped being fun?
1: Um, I would say that it was fun until I started, like, really, really getting involved with opiates. Um, Although I had fun like pretty much all throughout high school um i started messing around with pills in high school um but i mean I'm, uh, to be honest it was still fun at that point you know yeah um, it was still kind of more of just a uh, like experimental thing
0: like no consequences right
1: right exactly and yeah. then um when i graduated high school i went away to college in colorado and ended up getting, like, kicked out of college in, like, a month um, for just, like, getting an MIP, getting, like, five MIPs in, like, a month.
0: Oh, dang. And, you, were, yeah. you were trying to set a record. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I came home from college and went to my first rehab. And when I went to my first rehab, I, I like, did the 30 days or whatever and came home and... Um, I relapsed pretty much like immediately. Didn't even like relapse. I I, I wouldn't even call it a relapse because I was never even like really sober. You know what I mean? I yeah. Happened, like, such a small amount of days. But uh, I started getting high like right away. And, and I went to my second rehab like a week later. My parents just sent me right back. And wow. um, at that second rehab, though, is where I met a, so many, a bunch of people that were uh, using heroin that were there for heroin and they were look they looked just like me and they came from families like I did and I always had up until that point I had always kind of thought of heroin as more of just like a homeless person type drug like a homeless like down like older person like I just never had any experience with it I had no I had never came in contact with it before then and um I was doing like uh, oxy and, and stuff like that, and all these kids in the rehab were like, "Yo, you should just do heroin. It's much cheaper and it gets you way higher."
0: Yeah.
1: And so I came out of that second rehab and started doing heroin, and um, it like changed everything like pretty pretty quick. And
0: like the Lou Reed song.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So within like a week, it was just like over, you know, I was like, you know, getting dope sick and becoming physically dependent on it, going through opiate withdrawals. And it was just, it's just like a whole different game. And then I was like, you know, really going to treatment and like, you know, going through detox and, and it was just like a whole different ball game at that point
0: point. and how old were you during that time like 18 when, 8 wow so so you started going you you started rehab or doing the rehab tours i like to call it in high school
1: uh when i just when i graduated high school just when, when you I, graduated yeah yeah when i came back from college for the f-
0: and um when did you have like your first solid sobriety like where you got to a year
1: um a month before my 21st birthday
0: wow And then after that, it was sort of just in and out because I I always find it really incredible when I meet people who get sober before they even turn 21 because I'm like, man, you must have like really been hitting it hard. It's just such like a different concept for me. I grew up in... Uh, Los Angeles in uh, an area called the valley if you can't tell by my accent (laughs) and um, things out there were I was very sheltered like I was I definitely lived in a bubble I, I grew up mostly in Thousand Oaks which is sort of not like the valley valley but it's like a little further north in Ventura County and everything was like dirt bike riding if you were hanging out with the bad kids and like motorcycles and Cruise light and then like occasionally people had cocaine but i never i never like went that route because i was just like too young and the dare program definitely worked on me for a short time (laughs) i'm like the (laughs) only person in america who can say that like (laughs) dare worked until i was 27 no i'm just kidding um but it, it was, like, in me, like, oh, no, I don't want to, like, get pulled over and get arrested. But, like, give me eight Coors Lights and, you know, I'll drive home. Right. Um, that was an exaggeration. It, it took only, like, two for me to be pretty buzzed. But, uh, like, the whole concept of if I would have tried to get sober at, like, 18 and 19, I think I would have had a similar experience where I would keep going in and out. Because, one, you don't really know who you are, are yet. You just know that, like, you like to feel good, right? Yeah. And two, it's so crazy. Like, unless you, like, are, you know, a hope to die alcoholic at that point, which at least it, this is just my opinion, obviously. I'm sure other people listening that have, like, a similar experience or are sober as well, they might feel differently. But at least for me, like, in my mind, for where I was at during that time, like, in, like, the height of sort of my, uh, my alcoholism, so to speak, was... It it stayed fun for a really long time. Like I wasn't I wasn't losing friends that I was aware of. I I wasn't getting into enough trouble to where I had like a rap sheet yet. So between like uh thirteen and twenty five, for all anyone knew, like my life was extremely manageable. However, I was constantly saying sorry to people every day, <laughs> you know?
1: Right. So. Yeah. I I could definitely, like, agree with that. I mean, I will say, though, that if I did uh, just get sober that first time I went to rehab at 18, I would have saved myself a lot of, like, heartache and pain. But, I mean, at the same time, like, I wouldn't be where I am right now if I hadn't gone through everything I went through, so.
0: And what were you, during, like, those years, um and how old are you now if you don't mind me asking 27 you're 27 Ooh, baby (laughs) i'm almost 10 i have 10 years on you um so the period from like 18 till you're about to get two years so we'll say until 25 like what was going on during that time like were you like what were you doing for like work like what you were just in new york like what was sort of like your your day-to-day like um aside from you know doing your rehab tour
1: Um, I worked, like, so many different jobs, like, just, like, minimum wage, like, anything, just, like, any, like, so many different, like, minimum wage, like, uh, like, random jobs, like, I've worked at, like, edible arrangements, Wendy's, just, like, delivering pizzas, uh, just, like, so much, so many different things, I can't even, like, think of all the things, just, like, anything to put a little bit of money in my pocket to afford drugs basically and then wow. just like scheming on the side
0: and was that something that like your parents sort of like were you were you living at home during that time or were you on your on your own again like in between some of these sobrieties or
1: uh, yeah so when I was out here in Los Angeles I was on my own um, when I was sober but when I was getting high for the most part I was living at home with my parents and i would just try and isolate in my bedroom as much as humanly possible
0: wow so now um you're so you're gonna have two years and we like to say god willing on july 4th (laughs) and um like what what are some of the things like this time around that are different like if anything if anything is different
1: um, I think that I just have a more of a appreciation for like the simple like day-to-day things, and and honestly, like, to be completely honest, less of I, I care less about having two years, if that makes sense. I care less about having two years, and I care more about like what I'm doing right now and what I'm doing today. Right. And I care less about, like, the amount of time that I actually have. And um, I just try and focus on, like, what am I going to do today to, like, make my life better, you know? What am I going to do today and not, like, try and, you know, focus so much on my future and, like, get trip myself out, you know?
0: Absolutely, yeah. There's definitely... Uh, there's something to be said about sticking to one day at a time i i as a, a fellow feature tripper I constantly will get to these places where I'm like oh my god like what what happens if I'm doing blank in like five years or you know this job isn't good enough so I need to figure out how to get to the next job like my sobriety has gotten me to a place where I I don't need to count days anymore but I absolutely am so grateful that I don't need to apologize to people <laughs> on a on a regular basis. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I agree a hundred percent. It's like the worst feeling in the world. Waking up, not knowing anything you did the night before, and just having that pit in your stomach, just being like, I have no idea what I what happened last night, but I know I pissed a bunch of people off.
0: Were you um, like? T- I don't know if this was the same for you, but for me, like, towards the end of my my using and with, you know, my relationship to alcohol, I started to black out, like, most of the time, even if I only had, like, three drinks for whatever reason. I don't know, like, what would go on during those times, but my brain just decided to shut down. So, I like, probably for a good two years before I stopped drinking, I became, like, a blackout drinker. Um, did that... Did the same thing happen to you with, like, your... Situation like, were you just having entire days where you just couldn't remember anything, and and like trying to figure out like, where's your phone? Where's your car? Like, not to sound cliche, like that. What's that dumb movie? Like, do you? Where's my my car? car. Yeah, so (laughs) so that
1: definitely happened to me because I was a big Xanax user. Um, That was like always in the mix of whatever I was doing. Um, I was always like. Incorporating uh, Xanax or Clonopin or Valium as yeah. well, which is like known to, for making people black out. So, yeah, my memory was shot. Um, yeah. And I've definitely lost my car before. And that <laughs> is like the worst.
0: The worst, the feeling. worst
1: <laughs> feeling in the world is losing your car. Like, you do not know anxiety <laughs> until you've lost your car.
0: Or, how about ending up in your apartment? in your bed and you have no idea like where you were before you ended. up
1: Yeah, like literally, like for real, no idea. Not like, oh, like last night was crazy. Like, I don't even know what happened. Like you wake up and you for real have no idea what happened the night before. Yeah, I had a lot of, yeah. Anxiety, like your body is just full of anxiety.
0: I would always first look for my phone. And then, and then I would check my Uber account and I would uh-huh. check my bank account because I was like, "All right, if I didn't drive, someone drove me, and it was always my Uber, and that was always really telling." Uh, I remember one time I was in—I went to Cincinnati to do a comedy festival, and I this was at the height, like a year before I stopped drinking and I got sober, and I couldn't remember. Like, from the moment I did stand-up, like, after that, we all went out, and I had no idea that I got home. Like, I, I like, woke up at my sister's house forgetting that I was in Cincinnati. Yeah. Like, it, it was the worst feeling. And then I looked at my Uber, like, everywhere I went, and I ended up at three different bars. And then the guy that brought me home, like, it showed on the Uber that he, like, drove around in circles And like the ride was like forty five minutes, but it was only twenty minutes from
1: Oh, to to make it more expensive?
0: Or I had passed out in the car and he didn't know where to take me. Oh oh,
1: oh, 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 oh.
0: (laughs) But I remember that morning of being like, Oh my god, like did something happen to me? Like what why did it take so long?
1: So that that I have that reminded me of this when the second to last time I went to rehab on Long Island, um, right before I came out here, um, one of my good friends drove me and he... Um, I was doing ketamine. And I was take, I took a bunch of clonopin and I was doing ketamine. So it was just like black... Like a, literally a cocktail for a blackout. And I started doing it before I had gotten in the car with him. Wow. So I didn't know like where like what was really even happening like if that makes sense mm-hmm. so I like got in the car with him to drive to the rehab and I was already like like blacked out yeah and we got in the car and I'm like doing these like key bumps of ketamine the whole ride to the rehab and he said that like I don't even remember this but he said like every like I would just like be like knotted out and then every like 10-15 minutes I would like wake up and like do a key bump And be like, where are we going? Where are we going? And I I forget what I would ask, but I would ask, are we going to the... And he said, like, I would ask the stupidest question. Like, are we going to this city or something? Like, the stupid... And then he dropped me off at the rehab. This was in, like, the height of the pandemic. So, they had to COVID test each patient and then quarantine you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, May of 2020. Crazy. And then quarantine you for a few days until they got your results back. So... I had they had to like stick the Q tip all the way up my nose and I'm like I'm like a limp body. Yeah. So they like I couldn't even walk into the treatment center. They had to carry my limp body in and like put me in this room and I and I'm in this like quarantined room. I wake up in this like quarantine block by myself. I literally had no idea where I was. Like I didn't I I woke up in rehab, I had no idea where I was. Like, like it was a
0: house? Like, or, it, like, it was, a No, it was hospital? more of, like, a hospital setting. Oh, kind of, like, a detox Yeah, area. exactly.
1: And That's I literally so had no idea where I was, and I just, like, was, like, whoa, like, this is tripped out. Like, I have no idea where I am right That's now. That's
0: gnarly. So, how long did it take you, like, to kind of come to and be, like, oh, wow, like, I'm in rehab? Well, I kind of,
1: like, like, woke up and, like, looked around and, like, like, almost immediately had, like, a panic attack. <laughs> so I was like, where the fuck am I right now? Yeah. And I, like, looked around, and I was just, like, in, like, the first, like, few minutes, I mean, this is my, like, 10th time in treatment at that point. So in the first, like, few minutes, I was like, I have to be at a rehab because I could just yeah. kind of tell by the room. And then I, like, got up and, like, walked out, and, like, the staff, like, started yelling at me. They're like, you're in quarantine. You can't leave your bed. You can't leave oh your my bed. God and i'm like Scary. no like i am like i don't know i'm like where I, I don't know where i am like where am i and they're like go back to your room like you're in quarantine <laughs> no like what are you, you? they're like cuz they they just probably just thought i'm like some yeah. crazy like you know like detoxing you know yeah. so they're just probably just like oh well, we get this all the time so like just oh go back God. into your room
0: i would freak out i uh, would think like an, like aliens abducted me yeah, or something yeah so
1: <laughs> i finally after like i just like slept for like literally like 3 days straight in the whole quarantine, I finally got out of the quarantine and it ended up being a really like it was good it was a good experience. I met some cool people there oh, and um crazy. i was like i remember talking to one of the staff members, and I was like so like this just like beaten up like I had no confidence. I was just like like nothing just like a shell of a human I had like my hood up and i like my head down, and I'm just like oh, wow. i'm just like I was like, can you just like?" tell me like where i am <laughs> i was like they, yeah. were, they were like yeah you're in long island i was like okay thank you i was like they, they only had pay phones to yeah. like to, to pay phones like can i have like <laughs> a dollar to call my mom
0: <laughs> <It's> like
1: 1998 <laughs> yeah it was like it Dang. was tripped out
0: that is super trippy i i don't i can't you're a lot cooler than me i guess or I shouldn't say that. Uh, Anyone that's listening, get sober. That's cool. Uh, No, I just meant, like, I don't... I have crazy stories, but my stories are more like... And then I made out with some dude and didn't remember. And then he was texting me the next day. You know, it was like, my my drinking was like that. It wasn't like... And then aliens abducted me and took me to rehab, you know? But I remember one time, it was... 4th of July. Ooh. Uh-huh. And uh, I was 19, and again, still sh- short as fuck. Um, no, I, I was as tall as I am now. I you were taller, and then yeah, you I taller. Yeah, taller. Yeah, and then I shrunk. No, I was 4'11 and I think I weighed like 88 pounds. I was uh-huh. tiny. So yeah. I was like running every day, and um, puberty hadn't hit for some reason. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember like being at this house in long beach with my sister long beach in in out here not in there's long beach in new york yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) long beach in california and i remember like we were all out front and we were like tanning and all these like people are starting to show up to this house party and i'm trying to get ice cream from the ice cream man the ice cream man pulls up and i'm trying to He's, like, giving me all this ice cream. And, like, I just remember, like, my sister being, like, you need money for the ice cream, man. And I'm just, like, I'm good. And, like, yeah. I have all this ice cream in my hand. And the ice cream <laughs> man's, like, no, for real. Like, you, you have for to real, pay you For real, you actually need this, money. <laughs> yeah, for all these drumsticks. And so I remember that. And then cut to, it was, like, it was, like, someone hit fast forward on, like, my movie, like, the movie of my life. right, someone right. Someone hit fast forward. And it fast forwarded to I was laying fetal position in the bathroom. And there was a dog, like, cuddling up next to me and then i had like a flash like when i woke up i had a flash of like cutting my finger when i was trying to cut limes and take shots with like a bunch of like dudes that were like shirtless in the kitchen Uh and then um i remember like it was almost like i was having an out-of-body experience and i was getting carried out of the party and my sister's just crying and i just remember like seeing that like seeing myself and seeing her crying and then we're in the car and i just hear her saying like please wake up and that was the craziest as it got so i must have like passed out or something yeah but then the next day i was just like cool so where are we gonna go like drink off these hangovers you know and so that was like probably one of the more like messed up times and sadly that was at 19 and i didn't get sober until 33 so yeah if you can imagine that day there was like that was like the next like you know 12 years of my right. of my existence as that person right um but like it sounded so fun at the time like it's right. like a funny joke between like my sister and her friends that were there that she's still friends with like oh remember that time you got hammered and like passed out at the party I broke a door apparently I had to send some chick 84 dollars <laughs> for like her like bathroom door because yeah. I guess like I put all my body I don't know they yeah. just blame me someone else did it they're like we'll blame yeah, the drunk yeah, girl yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that passed out <laughs> yeah on the bathroom floor but I mean I was 19 like come on you yeah. know I think it would have been way worse if I was 33 and then that happened yeah but um, so yeah,
1: nineteen. You can get away with like anything. Yeah, it's more drunk. like,
0: oh, she just doesn't know how to drink. Like yeah. she drinks like, you know, Smirnoff and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like fucking Mike's Hard Lemonade. I mean, this was I'm a lot older than you, so yeah. uh, picture 2004. Um, no, you I were know like Mike's Hard Lemonade. Five years old. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what year were you born in? Ninety four. Ninety four, and anyway, you were ten when yeah. I was passing out on bathroom floors <laughs> yeah. and taking tequila <laughs> shots with people on an empty yeah. stomach. So. That's that's where we're at. Um, But, yeah, so, you know, it's weird now to, like, be older but still feel like I'm, like, 19 or 20, you know? Uh Because, like, they say that whenever you had, like, your first drink or the height of whatever your, you know, substance of choice is, that's where your, like, emotional maturity stopped, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right. i So I, yes, I I've heard think that. I'm, like, 19 or 20. You can ask Taylor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: no, that's cool. Well, I'm really stoked that you were available and you were willing to share, uh, as they say, your experience, strength, and hope with us. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. Any
0: last words for people who maybe are thinking about um, getting sober?
1: Um, I mean... I would say that if you're thinking about getting sober, then you probably need to get sober. And it's worth giving it a shot because you could always go back to drinking and using drugs. Alcohol and drugs are never going to go anywhere. They will always be there. But the chance to get sober might not not always (laughs) be there. So give it a shot. You got nothing to lose and everything to gain.
0: I like that. Thanks for sharing that. I'm sorry I had to make an awkward joke in the middle of your very inspirational <laughs> um, last words. Of no, me I like and the my joke. The joke made friends. it,
1: you know, more real. Yeah, because layhearted. sobriety doesn't have to be so fucking serious all the time. No. We do have fun.
0: Look at how fun we are, and if you're just listening to this, like we are so fun. Uh, there's so many cool things you can do, like go to tool concerts and spend $56 on um, hot pretzels. See? You know? like, how fun does that sound? Yeah, that's how I feel alive. How
1: fun does that sound? Uh, that
0: might be another program. Um, because, like, I'm <laughs> like spending money, I shouldn't. But, you know, like, I had a great time. No, but for real, you like, went to a tool
1: concert last night, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: I went to a tool concert. I got this.
1: Yeah. Concert. That's sick.
0: It's an Alex Gray thing, but it looks like a lobster human. To yeah, me. see,
1: look at that. That's it, sick.
0: That was just an excuse to show everyone my butt. How, it is,
1: how did, so how was the show?
0: The show is, um loud. Uh, That's good.
1: We like <laughs> that. You want a tool show, you don't want it to be quiet. No, the
0: show was dope. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was actually really cool, except that, like, leading up to us arriving, I kept confusing Metallica with Tool, so everyone that's, that's not a good. Tool fan is going to hate me and be like, fuck this girl. Uh, she's never allowed in the vicinity of Tool ever again. But no, I'm a, I'm a fan now. Bef- I like, knew some Tool songs.
1: Right. Taylor's a huge Tool fan.
0: Taylor yeah. is like diehard. Like, he got teary-eyed when they yeah. did their opening song, and I had no idea. Like That's the most emotion I've ever seen out of my boyfriend in my entire <laughs> life, bringing him to a fucking Tool concert. So if I want to get Propose to i think i just need to take him to tools that's the
1: funniest (laughs) like get him backstage and then i'll be like i'm gonna
0: marry her i'm kidding i don't aim to get married but like you know (laughs) if i were that's how i would trap him into it yeah i
1: think that's a good strategy
0: (laughs) yeah but no it was super fun like the light show was really cool yeah i saw
1: videos yeah it was dope Looked like a rave yeah
0: it was really dope and like just like the visuals and the music was just like loud and you know, like
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, High energy.
0: It was yeah, that's a way better way of putting it. I mean like yeah, no, I <laughs> Oh no. Someone just sat on my dog, but it's okay. He still loves him. He I think there's some mental illness there if he's gonna get yeah. sat on and then he's still gonna be like, pet me. <laughs> Um, You guys can't see what happened, but my friend sat on my dog, Norman. There's a lot going on over here, you know? Yeah, there's
1: a lot going on. Beyond this frame. Yeah, behind this frame, there
0: is so much happening. Uh, I'm also going to be in trouble after this for trying to do a podcast in my boyfriend's tattoo studio. But But it was worth it. But uh, I'm happy about it. Also, I got to show you guys my cool shirt and my sweet butt. Uh, But yeah, so... I think that we can, you know, get off this tangent and just say, like, this was cool. I'm glad I got to talk to you and, like, learn more about you. Hell yeah. And um, do you want people to follow you on social? You want to share your social? Uh,
1: yeah, sure. My Instagram is at JoeyGlasses underscore. Um, and that's really it. Just right, right it at time. TikTok, too. At JoeyGlasses underscore. He's
0: really big on TikTok.
1: JoeyGlasses underscore yeah um, yeah uh, you got to just figure out the spelling on your google own. it you'll yeah. find
0: him or you can look me up uh yeah. you're probably already following me if you're listening to this podcast all three of my friends and fans <laughs> um but if you really <laughs> like what you hear and see you can go to my instagram and then search joey and he's like the 12th joey that follows me yeah so, so it's one of
1: those um, so.
0: one of those you'll you'll Happy find hunting. him yeah